This week on the In-Depth Podcast, a trip to Tavulia, Italy to sit down with Valentino Rossi. Considered the greatest motorcycle racer ever, Rossi's a global star whose fall 2021 retirement prompted Tom Cruise, Keanu Reeves, Chris Hemsworth, Roger Federer, and many other celebrities to send congratulatory messages. Ahead, Rossi shares insight into his race day rituals. I always bring the, the, the Ninja Turtle in my races. And the move that shifted the balance of power within motorcycle racing's premier class, MotoGP. It was stupid, more than crazy force. The nine-time Grand Prix world champ also opens up about the scandal that made global headlines. You could have to pay as much as 163 million. And how he was inspired to start his own racing academy after the tragic death of a friend. Uh, was a shock and uh, also because I was involved in the in the crash and uh, this was devastating. Later on, hear from Rossi's girlfriend, model Francesca Sofia Novello, as the couple discusses an exciting new chapter in their lives. If he's a boy, have a lot of pressure, no? Because you are the, the, the son of Valentino. If you are a girl, she's more free to decide uh, what he's gonna be. But we begin with Rossi detailing how the COVID-19 pandemic factored into his retirement decision and his own battle with the virus. You know, we are, knock on wood, on the, the tail end of uh, COVID and the pandemic. And I actually wanted to start off by talking to you uh, about that because you yourself got uh, COVID and you said you looked like a plague victim by the, the end of it. Um, take me through your experience. I was bad for uh, two days. A lot of pain in the back here, on the muscle, the, the legs, uh, you don't have any power. Uh, so it's, it's a bad feeling because it uh, was short, but very intense. Uh, but after, in, uh, in five or six days, uh, it was okay. But after you have to stay at home for three weeks. What was that period like? It's very bad because everybody tried to stay far. No? Also, right. my mother bring me the the food and the escape. You know, yeah. usually when uh, you are uh, you are sick, all the people stay with you, no, and they try right. to help. In in this occasion, uh, you you feel alone. At the start of the pandemic, when the the season was postponed, you did not touch a bike for two months. What was that like? Bad feeling. Um, also was the first time that uh, I, I don't know the, 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 the date of the next race. Also for the physical uh, preparation to be ready there. Stop. When we restart, we don't know. So uh, you get lost a little bit. Because um, I'm always uh, very worried about uh, the, the end of my career. Uh, I don't want to stop. I, I want to race because I like. Uh, but uh, stop two months, no train, don't touch the bike, and no race is uh, you make a, a step back. No, is a is a strange situation. But uh, I feel good. So it was uh, maybe one of the the, the first times that uh, I think ah also without races uh, I can survive. You almost re retired then, but then correct me if I'm wrong. Your parents kind of talked you out of it. I started to, to think at the retirement in 2019 because uh, 2019 was uh, the, first, the first time that uh, uh, I had uh, so a problem with the result. I expect to be stronger. I started the 2019 season in, in a very good way because I did two podiums in Argentina and Austin. 
in Austin very close to win. And after something, uh, something happened that uh, when I be, we come back in Europe, I was not fast. So in that moment was the first time that I think uh, that we are close to finish. And after have the 2020, and uh, but that season was very strange for the for the pandemic. Right. And uh, at the beginning of the season, uh, I think that uh, I stop, so I don't race in 2021. But uh, after, like you said, my parents, my friends, uh, uh, we we changed my chief mechanic in the team, so they all 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 push me and say, "Don't give up. Uh, we yeah, have right. to do another season." So we race also in 21. What was the hardest part of the decision to retire? Ah, you know, is um, from when I was four or five, I always ride motorcycle. So imagine that you have to change uh, your life, and uh, you know that uh, at a certain moment uh, is finished. But it's difficult to be ready, you know. Mm, allora, one problem is that I have a lot, a lot of pressure every time, uh, every interview. You stop or we continue, you stop or we, you continue. And uh, when uh, I said that uh, I will stop at the end of the season. And it uh, was very strange because from that moment, all the people that say, ah, you stop, you don't have to stop, you don't have <laughs> So before you ask and after, so it's difficult with the journalist, yes. You had said, though, <laughs> you lose more by quitting too early when you're at the top. Uh, explain that. Yeah, is uh, you know, mm, I see a lot of uh, other uh, riders or drivers or champions in uh, in his sports that want to stop when they are at the, at the top. But um, for me, it's different. I don't want to stop. Uh, so if I, I'm still at the top, I want to continue because I like, I enjoy. Right. So I always said, uh, I give the maximum to the to the end. I give everything. So after I don't have any regrets that I said, ah, maybe I can I can race for another two or three seasons. How has retirement been so far compared to what you would have expected? Was a very positive surprise the the last races and uh, the second half of the season after I I said that uh, I will stop at the end mm -hmm. because I have I have a lot a lot of support from all the world or all my fans. Uh, uh, a lot of other uh, guys from other sports and everything. And uh, I understand more what uh, I, I build during all my, my career. And we enjoy a lot after the stop because we make a lot of casino, like a party, right. like we won a race. I, I saw the video you posted, you guys had we fun. enjoy We enjoy very much. After in the next uh, week, 10 days was difficult. Was it? It's difficult also now. Eh, it's a little bit uh, sad, you know, is a uh, thing that I will not race uh, next year. But anyway, it's, uh, it's the right decision because I was able to give the maximum and uh, I enjoy. Now I have two or three months for understanding that it's really over. <laughs> and I think that it will be difficult for sure uh, next uh, January, February, March when they restart. I don't restart. Uh, tell about the retirement video that a lot of friends and celebrities uh, taped for you. That yes, is uh, is incredible. Uh, these these uh, from actor, uh, from uh, Formula One drivers, or uh, imp important soccer player, or uh, Roger Federer, and everything. And this is good. Um, so I, I understand you want to start racing cars. Um, yes. What what are your goals on that front? I I always like to race with the cars. Uh, and uh, 
Uh, I, I try always to organize uh, one or two races all, all the season. And uh, what's the goals? <laughs> Good question. I don't know because I don't know my, my level. I don't know my speed. I know that I can, I can be quite fast. Uh, I will race with, uh, with the GT cars and uh, I will do a championship next year that is uh, half endurance, half sprint race. It's another world. I sincerely, I don't know my goals. I hope to be strong. I want to take you back to uh, when you were a kid and when you were growing up, uh, but I'd like to start by talking about your parents. What do you think you learned from your mom? For me, I am the, a special mix between my father and my mother because I'm a very different person. Uh, my father is more uh, crazy, open, like this. Uh, my, my mother is more, more close, more quiet, uh, but uh, she has a, a great, great passion for, uh, for the sports. She understands that uh, a sport is very important for, uh, for growing up uh, in a good way because it gives to you a lot of good things in, that help, helps you in, in a normal life also. And it's all, also she, she likes a lot of motorcycle races, racing because uh, she growing up with my father, you know. So she pushed me a lot to, to, to race. What do you think you learned from your dad? Graziano gave me the, the passion for, uh, for, uh, for races and, uh, and helped me a lot for my career. And also Graziano is uh, work hard, but is uh, never serious. He's always, uh, always uh, funny. When you were 14, your uh, mom and dad separated. For me, before. Yeah, it was 10 or 11. Okay. Yes, I think. Um, how do you think that impacted you, looking back now? It was better like this because they always fight, you know? So when uh, you are a child and you have 10 years old and you see your parents always fight, it's not, it's not good. It's a good atmosphere, you know? When they separate, uh, for me, it was better for my life. Because uh, first of all, uh, my father was more, uh, give me more pressure. Also with the school, uh, you have to study, you have to take uh, these votes. Uh, if not, uh, you have to stay at home uh, like this. Yeah. My mother was more open. She trusted more in me. So when they separate, uh, I go to with my mother. So for me, my life became more easy. And she moved out of Tavolia to a nearby town. Yes, uh, before uh, we live in, uh, in Tavuglia and after my, my mother moved to Montecchio, that is a place like uh, five kilometers. And it uh, was a bit difficult at the beginning because I have to change the school and uh, I, was in, I was not in the school with my good friend. I understand uh, your dad was very strict that yes. the two of you would argue a, a lot. Um, how so? Now, you know, in, you have a, a moment, a part of the life where uh, your, uh, the, the, the relationship with your um, parents, with your father is always difficult, you know. Uh, but now we are okay. Right. Yes. When uh, I become more, uh, more old, like 20 years old, uh, we have a good uh, relationship, yes. You understand more your father, no, because you become uh, more old. You know, at the beginning, when, uh, when you are very young, uh, in general, uh, you, you don't want any restriction from your parents. Right. You, you want to be free and uh, go around, don't study. So the parents there, they have to put your uh, under pressure for try to follow a good way. And how true is it that, uh, I was amazed when I, I read this, that the two of you just started saying, I love you to one another. 
Yes, he's a... First of all, I don't call him mom and dad, but I call him Graziano Stefania. And, and why? I, I found that interesting. Well, I don't know why. Because uh, our relationship is uh, strange. I mean, it's, uh, it's not very much of uh, hug or kisses uh, like this. We stay always... Uh, is a part of our character. They have me when they are very young. Very, very young, because uh, Graziano has uh, 25 years, I okay. think. And uh, my mother is more young, so 22. So when I arrive, they are very, very young. So I feel them like more than, like uh, friends. Tell about the, the, the crash that your dad had that caused him to stop racing. Yes, he raced in one race in, uh, in the Italian Championship, and he had a big, cra a big crash with the, with the slow rider, with the lapid rider. In a, in, a, in a fast corner for overtake, they touch. And uh, it was a very bad crash, and he was very, very close to, to death. He stayed in coma like for uh, four or five days. So when, uh, when he came back, he don't see from one eye. High, and I remember him, I stayed with him at the beginning in, in, the, in the hospital, and he have one eye like this, like the, the pirates, you know? Now he's okay, so okay. <laughs> like before. How did that crash, do you think, impact your mom's interest in you getting into racing? Yeah, my mom at the beginning was, uh, was scary because Graziano had a lot of crashes. So not, not easy to, a difficult career. So my mom, my mom was a bit scary. What sacrifices do you think your parents had to make so you could pursue racing? Ah, um, Graziano helped me very much at the beginning of my career and uh, because I was the, the son of Graziano. Graziano was, uh, was famous because uh, he raced in 500, uh, so he was a famous rider, also for his uh, style. So he helped me very much. And, uh, and racing they, isn't cheap, though, either. Yeah, they spend money. Um, so I, I don't know if without Graziano I become a, a MotoGP rider. Tell about these scooters when you were a kid. I understand you guys uh, tricked them out. Yes, when we were young, our uh, social, uh, our Instagram are scooter, scooters. Uh, so race with the scooters uh, and put uh, the pipe uh, or a big cylinder for have more power. Yeah. And it uh, was very, very funny. I remember that, that period of my life from 14 to 18, uh, one of the best. You are stupid, uh, and uh, you don't have a lot of problems, uh, and uh, we always go around with the scooter. We have one, uh, one road uh, close to here that is called Panoramica, that is uh, 20 kilometers with a lot of corners where, where we always race. Right. We always make a battle, you know? I think that uh, the passion growing up a lot in that, uh, in that period. Did I, I understand this correctly, that you had your scooter confiscated by the police for yeah. a month? At one point, yeah, yeah, yeah. What what happened? The, the scooters are uh, out of rules because uh, are faster, right. you know. I think I make a wheelie, and uh, I don't know if I was without a helmet because at the beginning you can go also without a helmet. Twenty years ago, uh -huh. but anyway, they take me, and they recognize me. I try to escape, but they recognize me, so they come to my house and they say, "Give me the scooter for for one month." But this happened not just one time. Oh, Even really? Two times, yes, yes. And Graziano was always very angry with me. And he said, why you did always this, uh, this casino? But we, we, were, we were good guys at the end, uh, just this. 
and we have a big fight with the uh, with the police. Oh, did you? Yeah, because they always follow us. Uh, you know, they know that we are uh, out of rules. <laughs> when you were in high school, uh, why did you convince your high school to have weekly assemblies on Wednesdays? I push a lot for this uh, this meeting so I can read uh, the <laughs> motor sprint. <laughs> yeah, the. the at, at school was uh, not easy for uh, for me. I no? Mean, no, yeah. At the beginning, it was not so bad. But in the last years, uh, I just won a race. What was the point where you realized you were done with school? This, this is unfor an unforgettable period of my life because uh, in 95, uh, in I raced in the European Championship. And after uh, I, I, arrived, I arrived third, I think, and uh, the first three can race in the World Championship. So I did a, a contract with Aprilia for 96, for the World Championship, and it's like a dream come true. The problem of the, of the World Championship is that uh, you have to stay out one month. <laughs> and uh, in, at school, uh, the month of March, April is very important because uh, they make a lot of work. And at school, say to me, if you go, you are, uh, you are out. So you don't pass to the next year. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Laura, we have to take a decision. And, and why wouldn't they be more accommodating considering the success you were having? For you in America, this is very different because the sports are very important, no? So all, all the students are very supported to, to make some sport. In Italy, it's difficult. And also in the 90s, if you race with motorcycle, it's like it's not a real sport. This was important, for example, for, uh, for the future because, for example, my brother, uh, Luca have the same problem, but they help uh, him a lot because they, they learn also from my from my story. Right. And uh, and now now if you race with the motorcycle, uh, is 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 important and the school help you. In fact, Luca was able to finish the school, the the high school. I mean, me no. So I have to take a decision with my father and uh, what we do. Uh, okay, we do the world championship and. Uh, we stop with the, with the school. Was that hard for your parents to let you do that? Yes, a lot. Yeah, because they push always uh, very much with the school. Especially yeah. your mom, right? Yes, yeah. but, but also Cristiano, also my okay. father. Yeah, yeah. so it's, uh, it's important. They want uh, that I finish. Yeah. Uh, but I was, I was not able. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it was the right choice, I mean. When you were growing up, what smart ways did you or your family uh, save money to perhaps get something special. I always live with my mother at the beginning. She want to buy a new bed, you know, and uh, we always fight because uh, she want to buy always the, the most expensive. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I said to her, no, I try, try to save, try to save some, uh, some money. And I don't like to spend uh, exaggerate. Uh, so I like the things uh, like uh, like a good car and everything, but we try to stay always on the line. Yes. And was there when at you the beginning your grandmother gave the, you the money, like five euro, uh -huh. and uh, because sometimes I spend I spend time with uh, my grandparents, and they said bring back some uh, some money. Eh? Don't spend everything. <laughs> yeah. And when you first kind of made it big, do you remember your first like purchase? I buy a Porsche. The first thing uh, that I did when I was uh, rich, uh, I, buy, I buy a Porsche, maybe in 98. And uh, I had already a car, but uh, my, my dream is, uh, is, uh, is a Porsche and I buy a, a Porsche. And when you were growing up, you would draw pictures of Porsches, 
right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I always, uh, I always also paint the the car, the Porsche. I, I always like, yes. So I want to ask you about your academy because that's really uh, amazing. That not only you started that and had success with it, but started it while you were an active writer, but. Um, Predating that, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about the inspiration for it and Marcos. Um, can you believe it's been 10 years? Ah, it's, uh, it's already a long time, yes. At the beginning, we start to help uh, Marco Simoncelli. And uh, I think that he was the, the first rider of the academy uh, because he trained with me in my gym. Uh, also, if we were uh, rivals, we, we raced together against. Uh, and after, in 2011, uh, happened the crash to, of, uh, of Marco. And uh, maybe, you know, was a very bad feeling for, for everybody because uh, it was uh, our friend, you know. And I know this is a, a tough uh, topic, but um, can I ask what you remember from that crash? Uh, yeah, it's a disaster. Was a, was a shock, and uh, also because I was involved in the in the crash, and uh, this was devastating. It was uh, already very scary, and when I go back and I see the image of the crash in the in the television, and Marco in the crash lose the helmet, and I say, F is a disaster. And in fact, in uh, after half an hour, they say to us that uh, was that, but was uh, pff, very difficult. We stay there uh, like one hour like this without speak. We, we just cry and uh, we don't have nothing to say, you know. It, it's hard for you even now. Eh, yes, you know, he's a friend. Yeah. He was a friend. He's already 10 years. More, no, he's, he's 10 years. But for me, it's very strange. The fee is, I have the feeling that uh, he's not 10 years. He's uh, three. Yeah. But he's 10. And uh, in the same period, uh, Franco Morbidelli have a problem uh, because uh, his father death. So Franco was a little bit uh, lost, you know? So we say, why we don't, uh, we don't uh, start to help Franco? And we start to help Franco. And uh, the academy born like this, you know? I never think uh, maybe Franco arrive in MotoGP. Yeah. I, I, I don't think a lot of the future. I think just uh, to try to help Franco and also have my, my, my brother, Luca. At the beginning, it was just for fun. And uh, we reached uh, incredible results. And we, next year we will have uh, four riders in, uh, in MotoGP. What are your goals with the academy? Try to win uh, the MotoGP championship with one rider. Next year we will race also with the team. But I think that we'll, with the team at the beginning will be not, not easy. And tell about the business structure that exists with the riders in the academy. Yeah, it's, uh, allora, it's uh, something unique. We try to help them. Uh, to, to find the good, uh, the good team, good money. So we, have, uh, we are uh, their manager. Right. First. Second, uh, training. So we, we pass all our experience for, uh, for, for train to all our riders. We have uh, a big place where we have all the bikes. So we have uh, a motocross, uh, flat track, uh, mini bikes, uh, R6, uh, R1, uh, all the type of bike that you can have. And uh, we try to improve their skills, but have a big organization behind. Uzzo organize uh, everything, 
but I have a lot, a lot of people that work for this. What made you decide to start VR46? We understand that we have a big potential with the merchandise. Because uh, before uh, we, I make my, my stuff with the other company. You were licensing? Yes. But uh, we understand that our potential is, uh, is, is important. So we say mm, we need to, to organize one structure to uh, make everything uh, in our house. We say we want to do something that is uh, higher quality. And also it's good because when you arrive, we have all the 46, all the yellow caps. Uh, and uh, is, uh, we have, we have uh, um, a good level because it's 46, it's Valentino Rossi, okay? But also because the, the people uh, like the, all the stuff and they use also in the next days. How quickly did you realize how big of a business it could become? I think we start in 2008, 2009, something like this. And uh, from the beginning was uh, was big, but um, also uh, after what's happened in 2015 mm -hmm. with the problem with the championship with Lorenzo Marquez, from that moment in 2016, proprio pam explode. Really? Yes, because all the people uh, follow these uh, bad things that happen, and uh, that are uh, maybe the best uh, the best year for us. Why did you decide to start your own teams? Because um, we love uh, racing, is our DNA, is uh, what we like. And um, we understand that uh, we have uh, a good potential because uh, we have uh, a good experience with me. And uh, the paddock of MotoGP is like uh, a town. After some years, you start to, to know everybody, you know? So we have a good, uh, good contact with, uh, with everybody. And uh, Ucho, Albi push a lot and say, why we don't make a team? Uh, we have to make a team. Uh, we have a good organization. We can enjoy. What made you decide to get your childhood friends involved in your business? I have always uh, a good group of friends. And same five best friends since yeah, you were a kid, right? Yes, because I feel good. I have a good relationship uh, and I know that I can trust in them. Uh, because I growing up with them before become famous, you know? So I have a different uh, relationship. Tell about when you were in Enzo Ferrari's office and the uh, Ferrari test and then feeling like the car was faster than your brain. That was a, a very good moment of my life. And uh, Stefano Domenicali from Ferrari called me and say, why we don't try the car? No, we, we have a track in Fiorano where they try the Formula One. It's a track of one-minute one track, but it's, in, it's interesting. It's fast, have the airpin and everything. And uh, I say, okay, uh, we organize this. And I, we arrive in secret the, the, the day before uh, because we have to try to, to, to keep secret. But it was not secret at the end. And you actually slept at the track, though. Yeah, and uh, we stayed in uh, Enzo Ferrari office alone, me and Uzzo. It was, uh, it was an unforgettable moment. A childhood dream of yours was to race in Formula One. The then Formula One chief, Bernie Ecclestone, said they wanted you. Uh, how close did you come? I was very close. Uh, at the end of 2006, uh, I did a test, a real test, with, uh, together with, uh, with the real drivers in Valencia. It was a good test. I was, I was quite fast. 
And, uh, but I remember that that was the time when, uh, when we come back home with a, with a plan where I decide uh, to stay in MotoGP. And, w and what was it on that flight that hit you? For uh, Formula One, I was, mm, so I have, I have a, a plan, but it was not straight with the Ferrari. Was a start with a, with a small car with a with a small team, try to make some experience, right. and after if I'm fast enough, arrive to the to the Ferrari. But I have a lot of question mark. I feel good with the car. I was I was not so bad, but I want to continue continue to race to race with the, with MotoGP. So and I say no no, I continue with the MotoGP. But it was not easy. I have also a lot of pressure from my side. Go with the with the car. Go with the Ferrari because really? it's, it's something big, you know. Yeah. Everybody, they were, when, uh, when I tried to explain uh, and uh, I tried some help for my decision, they say to me, no, no, you have to go to the Formula One. <laughs> yes, also, also my mother, for example. Oh, she did? Uh, yes, yes. But, uh, and what are you thinking when everybody's questioning your decision? I think I have to decide myself. And uh, in my heart, I think that I have to stay with MotoGP. Lewis Hamilton, uh, how close are the two of you? It's incredible his passion for motorsport. His passion for MotoGP, but in general, he's very curious, you know. And I always, I always uh, text with him. Uh, he wanna come at the ranch. Uh, he's a good guy. What were you guys message about? Ah, just uh, usually congratulations after races uh, or support, uh, you know. So uh, I mentioned to you we've filmed an episode with Lewis before. Yes. Uh, we also taped one with Nico Rosberg Nico right Rosberg. after he won. Uh, the the championship. How similar is what Lewis went through with his then teammate Nico to what you went through with Lorenzo? It seems very similar. Yeah, they are more friends compared to me and Lorenzo because I think that they raced together from the go kart. They did, right? But it's very similar. You know, it's two top riders with the best team, the the best cars and for us it was the best bike. The problem is that uh, you fight for the same goal. So you have one, uh, one moment when, uh, where your road uh, <laughs> don't go straight. And uh, it's not easy because uh, everybody won't win, yes. Right, your chief rival is also your teammate. Yes. Uh, what are the issues it creates? It's difficult because something happened. Something happened in the track usually. The tension is very high. And uh, maybe you, see, you say something uh, with the interview with the journalist that you say something bad about, uh, about uh, your teammate. Uh, and uh, it's not easy. It's very difficult to don't have uh, a fight, you know, like uh, Nico and Luis, for example. Right. When was it the worst for you? In 2009 in Barcelona, when uh, we, we, we fight for all the race and I was able to overtake him on the last, uh, on the last uh, lap, on the last corner. And also in, in the team, start to have some problem because uh, our part of the team make a big disaster because I won, the other were uh, angry. That was uh, the, the difficult moment, yes. And how true is it that it got to the point where you said to Yamaha, look, either he needs to go or I'm going to go? In uh, 2008, Yamaha decided to make a team with two top riders. I was uh, hungry with, uh, with Yamaha because I said, I come here, I won after 20 years. I deserve uh, a rider that is a little bit less than me. But no, they decide to do like this. So this bring me to uh, change bike and go with the Ducati. 
because uh, with Lorenzo was uh, was difficult. What did you say to Yamaha? First of all, the the Japanese engineer that bring me bring me to to the Yamaha and work with with with, with the Yamaha, stop. So I lose a very important part of my relationship with Yamaha. And after I know that Lorenzo remain, I feel that the team push for, for Lorenzo, so I decide, uh, I decide to change. How uncomfortable, if at all, was it then later on reaching out to them about coming back? Hey, this the, of the coming back was interesting because... Uh, <laughs> uh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. because um, I tried the Ducati. Yeah, uh, and I don't feel comfortable with the bike. After I have, an, uh, I have the surgery to the shoulder. And, and you flirted with the possibility of going to Ducati before you ever went to Yamaha in the first place. Yeah, I want to try to win with, uh, yeah. with the Ducati. And, and because also it's an Italian bike with Italian rider, so it's uh, like, like a dream. Yeah. But uh, when I, I, don't feel, uh, I don't feel good with, uh, with the Ducati, I go to Yamaha and I say, I feel very bad. I, I, want, I want to come back. And they say no. Uh, not possible. So at the beginning of 2012, they say to me, no way. And I was very worried because uh, sincerely, I think uh, I have to stop because I don't want to race anymore with the Ducati, but sincerely, I don't have other, other places that I like. But after, after three, four months, something changed in Japan and they decided to, to open the team another time for me. And uh, and was a great moment. Was that better than the the first time you signed with Yamaha? Because the day you were supposed to sign the contract, the, the first one, right? You were very late, right? Very late, yes. And Honda pushed me very much for sign, 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 sign. And uh, but I already decided to go with the, with the Yamaha. So the guy from Honda came in my office, I remember, and he, he, he take the with the contract, and he say, now is uh, stop joking. This is the contract you have to sign. If not, you don't race. And I laugh and uh, I say, okay, I take the contract and I give to him. I don't sign. That, that was a, a very good moment of my life because I think it was in 2004. I changed from, from Honda to Yamaha. I won the first race with Yamaha. So this already was uh, incredible. Because nobody thought that that was no. a remote possibility. Nobody yes. left Honda. If you wanted to win, you stayed with Honda. Yeah, you know, Honda, Honda dominate MotoGP. I stayed with Honda in four years and uh, I won three championships. So Yamaha was in a difficult moment. And then, uh, first of all, nobody expected that uh, I move. Right. Nobody did that. Yeah. Yes. And uh, also because I have a lot, a lot of pressure because they say to me, Valentino win because he have the best bike. So I want to demonstrate that that is not true. And I moved to Yamaha. And that almost made you paranoid, right? Like people saying you always had the best. Uh, yes. That like yeah. that, that really got to you, right? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yes, I was angry because I know, I know that uh, it's not the truth. I can be the faster also with another bike. But at the beginning was not, uh, was crazy, you know, right. was, was stupid. More than crazy force. Everybody in their life has tough periods. You went through at least what seems to me a period in the late 2000s that was beyond challenging. What do you remember from just finding out the government was pursuing you for tax evasion? The media also push a lot, push a lot on me. I find it in a bad situation because I did some mistakes, but also I know that this can happen from uh, one or two years before, 
and I, I want to try to to fix everything and I push a lot to to fix everything because I want to back, come back in uh, in Italy because I live in London and uh, it's a fantastic place but uh, I don't feel good uh, I mean because uh, this is home uh, the, yes it's not it's not my home so I try a lot to come back uh, to push very much but uh, I was locked in a system that I was f- Really? <laughs> yeah, because uh, I have uh, the, my old manager, the old people that uh, they work for me. They put me in the uh, sp- spider. The spider have the come si dice in Italiano si scola ragnatela. Spider web. Okay. Yeah. I was there. The web. <laughs> I was close there, so I cannot move. So I pay, and uh, I was able to come back. And for me, from that moment, I start a new life. At one point, though, during that process, news came out that you could have to pay as much as 163 million in in money back. What was the scariest part of that process? I arrive in front of my house and I have uh, all the journalists with the with the with the camera and everything, but I still don't know nothing. So I say, I pass like this. I say, what's happened? Some something bad. And in that moment, arrived the the news to me. Mm-hmm. The numbers are uh, are crazy. What what I suffer a lot is that uh, that the press uh, destroy me, but also with something that was not true. One hundred sixty three million. So is is <laughs> I don't have that that amount of money. Uh, but after step by step, we try to fix everything. How did it affect you? At the end, uh, I was uh, I feel a lot better. Uh, also because I cut uh, with, uh, with uh, all my old organization mm-hmm. that uh, at the end bring me this problem, you know? The lesson learned on your end, having gone through that experience, would be what? Uh, what you learn is that uh, when you work, uh, friendship is one thing and work is another thing. You need to explain to these guys that it's is over, that it's not good, that we need to, to go in another way, and that you become stronger. Because it's not easy, you know. When uh, when you pass uh, through difficult period, uh, after uh, if you can survive, uh, you are you become stronger. After this period, I I start to I learn to follow my instinct, and uh, that in the majority of time is the is the good way. Uh, on the racing front, shifting gears uh, here, um, you've said before that every rider is afraid right before a race. Uh, how so? Uh, you are scary about uh, making mistakes. No, uh, start bad, make a mistake on the first corner, crash. And uh, is also, you are scary also because it's dangerous, you know? especially the start of the first corner when you are all together. In that moment, uh, you feel scared. After uh, when you are on the bike, no, less. But it's, uh, it's a different feeling. The, the bigger problem is uh, more when starting. Uh, in one hour and a half, we have the race. So that moment is difficult. You try to make disappear all, all the other things. Your house, your wife, your girlfriend, uh, your so what you have to do in a normal life like this, and uh, you try to enter in a, in a different dimension where you think just at the race. And after um, the preparation for the race is like a ritual, you know. I'm stretching like this, and after I I start to to put the leather. Also, when you put the fo- the the boots. So when you arrive in the box. And uh, is uh, half an hour to go. You are already 
not worried. You are more uh, concentrated. And uh, these moments are uh, unforgettable, I think. Uh, and uh, after, uh, wait, uh, after uh, you put the, the helmet and you bring the bike in the grid. And after, uh, when you are on the grid, also there uh, is um, the pressure growing up, but it's a good one. It's like uh, you become stronger, mm -hmm. concentrate, and uh, ready. And that, that moment is... Uh, is, uh, is good because it's, some, it's like a drug, you know, it's something that uh, boy, you don't feel comfortable, but you like, uh, and if you don't have, uh, you need. I can see even in your eyes when you talk about it, it, it like visibly brings back fond memories. I think that more or less for everybody, for all the riders, it's like this, but at that moment, uh, the two hours before the race are uh, unforgettable because uh, you feel different. That, that's what you'll miss the most. Yeah, for me, yes. And also the taste to ride the bike that, uh, I don't know, when you go fast is, is funny. Yeah, uh, but that, that's why also you've said it's more mental than physical? Allora, uh, in the last years is also physical because the bikes are really extreme. And uh, physically, you have to, to be strong. But mentally, mm, is, uh, is very important. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, what I learn is that uh, some days you are fantastic, some other days less. You don't have uh, a particular secret or a particular trick that uh, can change uh, a day. It's like this. And why is knowing your limits key to your success? Eh, because, you know, in our sport, uh, the best one is the guy that uh, stay always on the limit, but uh, don't go over. And uh, that line is very narrow, you know? Because if you don't stay at the limit, it's more easy. But if you stay at the limit, the risk is go over. So the good guy is always there, you know? You said when writing, like everything for you is kind of in slow motion. Uh, how so? When you are on the bike, you are in another dimension because uh, you have the, the plugs, so the noise is very low. So you feel everything. So already this uh, bring you in another dimension. It's like you are on the water. So I'm scared when I go outside to see MotoGP because it's uh, incredible, the speed. But from the bike, everything is more slow. I have heard you have a computer-like memory of racetracks. Yes, I remember everything about motorcycle races. See, racing, other riders, other helmet, other number. Uh, I can understand which track here, which corner from a picture. Uh, but this is not for everything. It's just for motorcycle. <laughs> and how, how much time do you have to spend on a track for you to remember everything about it? You know, remember the track and learn the track is a very important uh, part of our job. So if you learn a track uh, fast, you are better. All the centimeter, all the corners like this, you need two or three years. Uh, true or false, you are aware that the audience, the TV audience, likes close finishes. So sometimes you would allow yourself to win a race, but by a less amount of time, so there could be the close finish. Allora, it's not exactly like this. I try to, to, to play very strategic. So I don't like to escape. I like more to stay, to battle, and try to win the race in the last, uh, in the last laps. 
this is always my style. But because uh, I feel better like this. Superstitions. Um, first, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I hear you have considerable ones, but yes. first, w w why would you sneak into the garage uh, like late at night? before a race because uh, on on my bike uh, i have uh, some stickers that are important for me and uh, and usually in the evening i had the the key of the box and uh, going inside of, of the box with some friend to put uh, some sticker on the bike. Uh, and what's the deal with the ninja turtles ninja turtles is a, is a, a gift from my mother uh, the week before my first race with the mini bike. So I remember that uh, we were in a, in a, in a store and, uh, and I like these, uh, these Ninja Turtles, that is Michelangelo, and uh, my mother uh, buy to me. Mm -hmm. So from that moment, I always bring the, the, the Ninja Turtle in my races. By the way, what's the deal with you and uh, punctuality? Uh, <laughs> always difficult. I'm always in delay. This, I take this from my mother because my mother is always in delay. Well, I understand even for uh, business meetings, your team will tell you that it starts actually an hour before it's supposed yeah, to, thinking yeah, yeah, that yeah, you'll yeah. arrive. Yes, exactly, like this. <laughs> I understand you've said you actually, it makes you feel more comfortable if time is compressed and things are rushed, right? Yes. Why? Bo, I, I, I need to be under pressure. I need to be in delay to concentrate at the maximum. If somebody is watching this, and maybe it's not MotoGP or racing they want to get into, but just have success in whatever field it is that they're pursuing, what advice would you have? First of all, uh, you need to find uh, something uh, that you love. You have to find your right passion, no? That uh, when uh, you play golf or uh, go with the bicycle, you enjoy. This is, this is the, the, the first thing. Because uh, for, uh, for have success, uh, you need to work hard and uh, you need to find something that you like. And then after, try to understand if you have uh, a, a particular uh, uh, talent, you know? Try, try, try the maximum, work hard, but uh, try to enjoy. We now move on from the VR46 headquarters to Rossi's Pizzeria, where I had lunch with Valet and his girlfriend, Francesca. How did you guys meet in the first place? No, in the circuit of MotoGP, because I worked for um, a team, like an umbrella girl, mm -hmm. for two years. And during this period, uh, he started to chat me, I see you, you are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and then yes. we, we start to, to speak. When did each of you know, you know, it was more than just okay, we'll go on a couple dates, that it was actually something serious? It was long. It was, <laughs> we needed one year. <laughs> More. For, uh, yeah. One year and a half. He stopped a, a long relationship mm -hmm. before me, yeah. and he needed time. <laughs> very, you know, he needs time to understand. <laughs> so, uh, one, one year and a half. And after wait, I say wait, stop. Yeah. Or not, or never. Yeah, yeah. Mi ha dato l'ultimatum. Wait, so you gave you gave the ultimate. Yeah, you remember? Yes, I remember. Time is over. Time is over. Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes or no? Right. And then was in the last chance was in Monza during the rally of Monza. Monza is near Milano, so for me was easy go to him. 
But uh, I go and I see, I said, I stay. I come, but I stay. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or right. ciao. Right. I was not ready for, uh, for something serious. Uh-huh. I met her a little bit too early. <laughs> because uh, I said, um, now I need uh, one year and a half of uh, <laughs> stay, stay alone. Right. You know, <laughs> for recharge the battery. Yeah. Before another story. <laughs> <laughs> so after six months. So I have always to t- yeah. <laughs> try to keep her, but uh, not too much. <laughs> but, but so, so then I you play get the ultimatum. Bit, uh, I play a little bit when, uh, from, uh, and after we arrived at one moment that he said, uh, was, was yes it? or no? And uh, they, I say, okay, I'm ready. Why do you think the relationship works? We stay very well uh, together. We have a good, uh, good character. And uh, some part of our character are, v- are very similar. We have uh, our space, you know, because uh, at the beginning of the relationship, like the first year, I not lived in Tavuglia. Mm-hmm. I work in Milano, my family in Milano, so I come here only the weekend. Now, of course, I stay more time here because also because uh, I'm pregnant, so I need to stay more easy. Do you remember how you found out uh, that you were going to have a baby? I went to Milano for make the second uh, vaccination, mm-hmm. but uh, during the trip, I start to uh, have some uh, nausea. I went home and I speak with my mother and she told me, you are pregnant. I mean, no, 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 impossible, no, 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 impossible. <laughs> and she told me, tomorrow you can't make the vaccination. You can't, you can't, you can't. I was in a race. And uh, she, she don't say to me at the telephone. That must so have been torture for you yeah, to for have me to wait. Yeah, it was yeah. terrible. Yeah. He told me, how was your vaccination? You have the sick? Went, no, 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 I'm perfect. I'm so good, but because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm And after, fun. when I come back from the race, they said to her, come, come in Catolica that we go in our, uh, in this pizzeria to, to, to drink. And uh, she said, uh, no, no, come, come at home. Come to take me. And they say, F- why I have to come to take you that uh, <laughs> you are on the other side? Come, you. No, 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 no. Come, come. I say, bro, why? And then when I arrive at home, she I'm crying. I'm crying. crying. Uh, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was good. It was a shock. It was yeah. a shock, but a good shock. I, we, I said, uh, okay. And then we wait uh, two weeks before speak with ah, our yeah, because and, after we don't wanna we wanna keep the the secret I yeah. mean no so I, I mean wanna keep the secret we wanna a little bit uh, we have a, a bit, bit of time for for the side you know right and after you know when when is me this uh, this news uh, you is a bomb is like an, a bomb we are, we are afraid that um, if you say this news to someone uh, in uh, one hour, everyone, everybody know, know. everybody know right. the um, media, so we say... And after we want to make a check that everything see, is good, yes. you know, at the beginning, yeah. so we, we... And after Start we, the first visit, and then we said to our we, we mom, yes. dad, and then in the middle of August, we take the picture of... The doctor, which is amazing. <laughs> did, did you guys decide whether or not you want to find out uh, gender? Is a girl. Do you ever want your daughter to race? No. no. I mean, uh, both. I don't know, but yeah. uh, I hope no. Uh, I mean, why, why not? Bah, yeah. She, well, for me, um, she can race. She, she can make everything. Yeah. Uh, but 
I think that uh, if he's a boy, have a lot of pressure, no? Sì. You yeah. race, you don't race, you race, you race because you are the, the, the son of Valentino. Mm-hmm. If you are a girl, she can do everything. She is more free to decide uh, what uh, he's gonna be. This guy obviously retired not too long ago. What do you think of it? In Valencia, I feel so, so much uh, emotion. I cry all day, all day on the race. <laughs> I'm really? destroyed, yes, I was destroyed. Everyone come for celebrating because everyone know that he is the most famous for, <laughs> forever right. in the world. And no one in no no one come like him in the history and I think also in the future. What do you think he'll be like as a dad? I think uh, super good. I I, I always <laughs> know. No, I always, I always know that uh, he's going to be a good father. Uh, why? I don't know. I, I see also he with the, our dog, for example. He's so sweet. Uh, he's very, very attent- attento. Uh, more kids? Boop. No, no, so. We'd like to have um, um, a boy. Yes. We try. Yes. <laughs> we have one chance. Yeah, because I say not more than two. <laughs> but if you have a girl in the second, then it you depends, have to go for three. Depends. Now it depends uh, how we feel with the first. Yeah, yeah. With the first. If it's uh, something good <laughs> that we can manage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're big into fashion, uh, obviously. Um, what what do you uh, what do you think of his style? <laughs> now I dress him. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, and... like a child. More <laughs> foodies. Change the shoes is not good. The color. <laughs> I go to shopping for him. <laughs> he give me the, the money, the card. Amore, I need the, the two jeans, two t-shirts, two, sc- two cap. Go. And I go, I take and... Exactly. And I'm a personal shopper. Yes, yeah. personal shopper. Have you found that's helped uh, the, the, the style a bit? Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I trust in her. 100%. That'll do it this week. To see video clips from my time with Rossi, which includes a tour of the VR46 headquarters and a wild ride at his famous Moto Ranch, go to youtube.com slash Graham Bensinger. As always, a friendly reminder, leave us a rating and review. It's very much appreciated. Thanks again for listening.